0: Have your Bibles. Go back to Mark 13. I don't know about y'all, but I've enjoyed this study of Mark tremendously uh, because I know where I'm going to preach every Sunday, but it's just been a blessing, and I hope it's been a blessing to you. Am I on? Well, praise the Lord. Nope, I'm not. Give me the green light. Okay, there we go. Mark chapter 13, verse 9 through 13. I'm going to back up just a little bit and preach on hated, for the gospel's sake, hated for the gospel's sake. I kind of like those, we're just going to cover those windows and darken them and just have them, we're having open, y'all got used to it, some of y'all ADD people, you can't keep your eyes off the traffic, that's 277 foot from the road, so don't worry about it, but you know, we could live in an area where we had to blacken the windows and uh, and hide and come in here one, t- one person every 30 minutes slide in here carefully because of persecution there's a persecuted church we don't hear much about it. that's what I'm going to preach on tonight the persecution of the church and hated for the gospel's sake and sometimes when I think about this and I, and I get all these facts I'm going to give you then think about all the men that gave their lives for Christ I'm ashamed at my lack of boldness I'm ashamed this day, uh, Connie and I were out knocking on doors, and not one person was rude. Uh, not everybody came to that they'd do not they didn't invite us in. It was raining. I thought we'd get invited in, but we didn't. And I thought with my wife, we certainly get invited in. We didn't get invited in, but we had a good time witnessing on the porch. But I didn't have to worry about somebody coming and locking me up or killing me or beating me up because of the gospel's sake. But all around the world, there's a persecuted church. I mean, they're being tortured for Christ's sake. And folks in Africa and Asia and Middle East, there's an intensifying of persecution lately. Um, And every day we receive new reports of Christians who face threats, unjust imprisonment, harassment, beatings, even loss of family because of their faith. You realize this, every month, 345 Christians are killed for their faith. 345 Christians, 105 churches and Christian buildings are burned to the ground every month around the world. 219 Christians are detained without trial, arrested, sentenced, and imprisoned for the simple fact they're Christians. And we think we got it rough. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. The only thing we probably can get hurt is our feelings. One time I was out visiting with, with um, Brother Quarles. Bill, and uh, he just got saved. I led him, Lord, under an old white Ford. He was changing oil, and uh, he wouldn't even come out, so I got under there with him. And we laid down on Tibbs Road, and he got saved under that old Ford, and oil all over him. And he got gloriously saved, lived and walked the walk and didn't just talk the talk. And I remember one time I went out soul winning like uh, the day I led him, Lord, out on soul winning. And he said, Preacher, we're not going to get shot, are we? I said, I don't think so. So we are going to get hit or slapped? I said, no, I don't think so. And he said, the way I figure it, maybe the only thing we'll get hurt is our feelings. I said, Bill, that's profound. Probably the only thing we will get hurt is our feelings. And folks in America, that's probably all you'll get hurt. But all around the world, people are dying for the faith. It's a sign of the last days. Let's stand in honor of the word of God. And let's stand in honor of those that's under persecution. You ought to thank God you have come out in here openly with your bumper stickers uh waving in the air saying i'm a member of woodfield baptist church and be proud of it not worry about persecution the bible says in verse 9 but take heed to yourself for they that deliver you up the council and the synagogues you shall be beaten and you shall be brought before rulers and kings that's the two entities that hate god rulers and kings rulers are religion kings are politics for my sake, and listen to this: for a testimony against them, and the gospel must first be published through among all nations. And when they had when they lead you and deliver you up, take no thought beforehand what ye shall speak; neither do ye premeditate, but whatsoever shall be given you in that hour, that speak ye, for it is not ye that speak, but the Holy Ghost, amen, thank God for that, look at verse 12 and 13, now the the brother shall betray brother to death, and father the son, and children shall rise up against their parents, they shall cause them to be put to death, you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, but he that shall endure to the end, the same shall be Saved. You may be seated as I pray, Father. Thank you for the persecuted Christian that doesn't give up. Thank you, dear God, for a chance to go out and represent you and serve you in a great country like America. But God, we pray for those on foreign soil in Muslim territory in the Middle East, in different places like North Korea, that God are the persecuted church. And Lord, all the persecution they're going through. Tells us that you're coming soon. And Lord, I and set everything straight. And so Lord, thank you for their testimony. The testimony against them that they're heathen. But a testimony for you that you're real enough to die for. So God, give us more faith. Give us more boldness. Give us more compassion. And God, help us to be filled with the Spirit of God that we won't be so selfish, so self-centered, so self-sufficient. And, Lord, so self-hindered, God, may we be led by the Spirit, powered by the Spirit in these last days to take a stand for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. A Chinese pastor is arrested and thrown into prison. His sons are beaten publicly at the police station. 70,000 Indian Christians were driven from their home and forced to march through a jungle safety avoid people uh, uh, that were going to kill them a Christian Mexican family is attacked and killed by their neighbor because he blamed them and their faith for his stomachs, for his daughter's stomach ailment in Saudi Arabia a man cuts out his own daughter's tongue and burns her to death because she converted from Islam to Christianity Taliban gunmen in Afghanistan shot and killed a Christian and workers as she walked down the street just because she was spreading her religion. Folks, these are stories that are, that are up-to-date and modern-day. It's not just the past. Um, it's estimated by the media now that over 200 million Christians in some 60 countries are suffering intense persecution as I speak. Hated for the gospel. We have it so easy. Sometimes I feel like such a wimp that I'm not more bold to hand out tracts and that I don't go more more often to to a lost and dying world. And Lord, I I I, I want to confess my sin of selfishness, my sin of vain glory, my sin to to uh, want more pleasure instead of putting my life down as a representative of God. The Bible says this in Matthew 16, 24. Would you turn back with me to that great, great verse about the cost of discipleship? Matthew 16, verse 24, the Bible says this, and I want you to underline it in your soul. The Bible says, Then said Jesus to the disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, Take up his cross and follow me. Folks, taking up his cross means total identity. Taking up his cross means bear the shame of the cross. Uh, bear the shame of uh, uh, being a Christian. Folks, hated for the gospel's sake. We in America uh, have brothers and sisters around the world that are paying for their faith with their lives. And folks, I believe that it's going to get worse and worse around the world. So I want to give you three things real quick out of these verses. I want you to see the promise of hardship. These disciples are about to be sent out after the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, and here they are being um, warned about what's going to happen, and they still went, and they still preached, and they still gave their lives as witnesses or martyrs for the gospel's sake. What are you doing for God? What am I doing for God? That's the question of the hour. What inconvenience do we have? Maybe once a, a month we might come to soul winning visitation. If it's a good breakfast. If it ain't going to be a good breakfast, don't I ain't coming. But I'll tell you something, friend. We need to get more disciplined about picking up the cross and publicly taking a stand for God in these last days. Look at verse 9. It says this, But take heed to yourself that you shall be delivered up to the council. That's like being delivered up to the Supreme Court of our, of our America. And folks, it says you'll be facing rulers and kings. And that tells us right there, the two that will be integrating them, punishing them, killing them, imprisoning That's the religious crowd and the politics, political crowd. The kings and the rulers of the synagogue. And this prophecy was literally fulfilled in the book of Acts. Don't turn there, but... Think about this. In Acts chapter 4, Peter and John face the Sanhedrin. And given a, uh, they had to give account of the healing of a lame man at the temple. Acts chapter 7, Stephen is tried by the Sanhedrin and is condemned to die. In Acts chapter 9, verse 22 through 25, the Jews want to kill Paul for his preaching. In Acts chapter 12, James and Peter are arrested by King Herod. They're in prison and scheduled to be executed. James is beheaded. Peter is delivered by a divine miracle because the church prayed. Acts chapter 14, verse 19, Paul is stoned and left for dead at Lystra. In Acts chapter 16, 19 through 24, Paul and Silas is imprisoned in Philippi. In Acts chapter 18, verse 12 through 17, Paul is persecuted in Macedonia. In Acts chapter 19, Paul is arrested and tried in Ephesus. In Acts chapter 21, Paul is arrested and held for a trial in Jerusalem. Acts chapter 24, Paul is tried before Felix. Acts 26, Paul is tried before Festus and King Agrippa. And then in Acts chapter 27 through 28, Paul's kept under arrest, sent by a ship to stand trial before Caesar. Paul remains in prison in Rome until he's executed by the Roman, and he's beheaded for Christ's sake. Now, I'm glad Paul didn't tune in to Oral Roberts when. He preached his famous message, Something Good's Going to Happen to You Today. I'm going to tell you something, friend. If you want to see a great testimony and you want to think about what you're doing for Christ and what I'm doing for Christ and how much we're sacrificing for Christ, turn in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 11. One of my favorite chapters in the Bible. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. I want you to look at verse 21 through 29 real quick, and I've just got a few brief points, and we'll be out of here and all eating pizza sending off Miss Corley back to South Africa where her husband will be excited about that. Amen. I think Amy's going to be excited. She's back helping in the kitchen, too. But anyway, Acts chapter 4, uh, Acts chapter 27, 28, uh, all about Paul, but I want to tell you something. He describes his own suffering in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Look at this. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 21. He said, I speak as concerning reproach, as though we had been weak. Howbeit, wherein so uh, any is bold, I speak foolishly, I am bold also. Now listen to this. Are the Hebrews? So am I. Are the Israelites? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. They are ministers of Christ. I speak as a fool. I am more in labors, more abundantly, in stripes, above measure, in prison, more frequently, in death, often. Of the Jews, five times received I 40 stripes, save one. He was scourged. Four more times than our Lord. Think about it. Cat of nine tails. Three hundred and fifty one furrows went across his body. He had the marks of the cross on him too. Of the Jews, five times received I forty stripes, save one. Now this this is his testimony. Trice, three times, was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned, thrice I was suffered shipwrecked. A night and a day I have been in the deep, in journeys often, in perils of water in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils of the heathen, in the perils of the city, in the perils of wilderness, in the perils of the sea, in the perils among false brethren, in weariness, in painfulness, in watching often, in hunger, in thirst, in fasting often, in cold and nakedness. Besides those things that are without, that which cometh upon me daily, the care of all the churches. First Corinthians said they all got drunk around the Lord's supper table. That'll break a pastor's heart. They all started suing each other. They had incest in the church. It was a terrible situation. And folks, that broke his heart probably more than all the scourgings. He says, says, um, besides those things, without that which cometh upon daily, the care of all the churches. Who is weak? I am not weak. Who is offended? I burn not. If I must needs glory, I will glory of the things which concern my infirmities. The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is blessed forevermore, knoweth that I lie not. And folks, he went on to testify that I lay down my life for Christ's sake. And folks, when he went to uh, uh, Rome, they begged him not to go, and he said, "My, I'm pressed by the Spirit, and count on my life, my dear, to myself. And I, he, said, I, I, he, said, uh, he said, I'm not concerned about my life one bit. Acts chapter 20, verse 24 thought I had it memorized and it just left me you ever had that happen don't I hope you have because it makes me feel better if you have but Acts chapter 20 verse 24 uh, the Bible says this and I love this verse says but none of these things move me that's talking about the threat of death the jail the the beating he says neither count my life dear to myself listen so that I might finish my course with joy now how many of us have been beat to a pulp, scourged, shipwrecked, in jail, and then your whole church turns uh, wicked, that you'd finish with joy? He did. And the ministry which I've received of the Lord Jesus to testify, didn't say preach, testify of the gospel of the grace of God. I'd like to subtitle this message, Some Things Are Worth Getting Hurt For. Some things are worth getting hurt for. You know, some people are so cautious they make me sick. They won't ever take a chance. I mean, they won't ever risk being hurt. They won't ever risk getting hurt. And folks, I want to tell you something. You'll never help people until you're willing to get hurt. Say so amen right there. You'll never, you'll never, you'll never touch people's lives unless you'll be rejected by a bunch of them. You'll never. Uh, 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 Do anything for God unless you're willing to die to self, die to self, be filled with the Spirit of God, and go into people's lives and be neglected and hurt, And things not turn out exactly like you think they should turn out. I know my daughter's not an adoption agent. She's just a foster parent. She's all consumed about it, and so is my son Trent, son-in-law. But I'll tell you this, friend. God answered prayer Thursday. We don't know how long, but I want to tell you something. I I called her up. I said, hey, hon, I know your heart's broke. The kids, I don't know how in the world Sailor's going to take it. Tensely thinks that's her baby. I said, you know that when you got into this, it was going to be that way. They're going to rip them right out. The judge is going to judge and and rule on uh, grandparents no matter what. You understand? And she said, I know, but it hurts. But I'd do it again 10,000 times. I was proud of her. Folks, you'll never help anybody until you hurt. You'll never help anybody until you're willing to be hurt. And you'll never help anybody until you take a chance to be hurt. Oh, let's play it casual. No, God didn't call us to play it casual. God called us to step forward in the cause. And to give our life a ransom for many. Thank God, like Jesus did, and take a chance to be hurt. You might have your feelings hurt next Saturday or Saturday week. But folks, I want to tell you something. I don't look for that, but it's it's evident. Some people... Just don't want you knocking on their door, but it's not going to stop me because I want to tell you something, when I think about these martyrs, at least I can do is go get my feelings hurt. I'm not going to pick a fight. I'm not going to be ugly. I know a missionary recently that just wanted to uh, change Phil, so he made everybody mad. Yeah, just just make, make the authorities mad. You'll get kicked out real quick. But I want to tell you something, I ain't trying to make anybody mad. I'm just trying to make somebody glad that they met Jesus. And Folks, we need to take a chance. We need to step out by faith. If we get hurt, if it's for Christ's sake, it's worth it. So go out and get your feelings hurt. It won't hurt you too long. But I want to tell you something. Some people have given their life. Some people have been burned at the stake for this King James Bible. Tyndale was burnt at the stake with slow burning wood because the priest did not want the layman to have a Bible they can understand. He wanted to control them, cult. He wanted to control them, uh, uh, heathen leader. He wanted to control them with the only one that can understand the Bible. And Tyndale says, no, the plowman can understand the Bible as much as the priest. And that put him on the burning block. I'm glad we had a man of God like Tyndale that gave his life for this King James Bible. That we can understand it. That we don't need some Latin interpreter. We don't need some hierarchy. We don't need some priest, pope, pope, or cardinal flying around over us saying you can't understand the Bible and you can't go to God's presence without me. Folks, I want to tell you something. Only the blood gives us access, amen? And praise God, the Spirit gives us access. And we got the Word of God, amen? And we're all priests, thank, thank God. But people have died. Martin Luther uh, started the Protestant Re- Re- Reformation. I'm not Protestant. I ain't never come out of the Catholic Church. I'm Baptist. But I'll say this, friend. I'm glad he was protesting against them, and it cost him a lot. And it cost thousands and thousands of people their lives because they said, I will not baptize babies. They were called Anna Baptists. Guess where we came from? They dropped the Anna, and now we're Baptists. Amen? No offense, Anna. Thank God, thank God that we are Baptists by conviction but somebody died for that conviction. And we're going to stroll in church and stroll out of church and live like we want to? No, God's called us to sacrifice. God's called us to surrender. God's called us sometimes to hardship. God's called us to be a testimony against a wicked and, and, and devilish world and make them mad as wet-setting hands. Oh, God will reward you God, forty percent of the whole world is living under poverty and persecution, because they will not deny the name of Jesus. Amen. Folks, we're living in an environment that's growing more hostile towards the gospel than ever before. Amen. Now I want to tell you why. We believe this book is the final authority, not them. Amen. Amen. I don't care who says it's all right to kill a baby. This Bible says you don't. You don't. And it's murder. Say amen. I don't care what uh, uh, group of social liberals try to come out and say that uh, men have a right to marry men and women have a right to marry men. This, This final authority says it's wrong. And, folks, when you tell them it's wrong, they get mad. You ever seen how mad these liberals get out in the streets? Praise God, conservatives are always kind, aren't they? Well, not always. But thank God. Folks, we have the final authority on what's right, what's wrong, and what pleases God. We ought to stand for it. i let a bunch of liberals try to run our lives and ruin our lives. It's clear that our message is diametrically opposed to the world's message. That's why. That's why in these last days, folks, that the righteousness, we stand for righteousness against the rottenness of this world, it will make them mad. Social liberals are in control of our government, trying to be. They favor many things that are against the clear teaching of the Word of God. And we are living in a time where everyone is expected to accept homosexuality as an alternate lifestyle. This book does it. God does it. Folks, we can stand for God or we can stand for everything and be acceptable. Folks, we're expected to accept that a woman has a right to murder her unborn child. But the Bible says it's wrong. We're expected to tolerate sin and vice of every kind. We're expected to tone down our message, soften our speech so that we won't offend nobody. And folks, engage in sinful activity. But I want to tell you something, folks. The Bible says come out from among them, stand for God, and in the last days they'll be hostile towards you. And we need to realize that it's worth getting hurt for, that a baby would have a right to be born. It's worth getting hurt for. It's hey, it's it's right to preach the word of God without restrictions. That's worth fighting for, folks. It's 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 right to tell a lost world that Jesus saves, and that's worth fighting for. And He's the only way. It's right to tell a teenager uh, to stand at her graduation or his graduation and mention the name of Jesus if she wants to, amen. Or he wants to. That's worth fighting for. I'm telling you, friend. The Bible predicts. The Bible predicts persecution. Hard times in the last days. Number two, real quick, my time's about up. I see the promise of help, though. The the promise of hardship, but I see the promise of help. I'm glad I'm on the winning side, amen? I'm glad the windows are wide open, and praise God, we live in the United States of America, good old Dalton, Georgia, and everybody loves God. Baloney. They almost love God, amen? But thank God we can stand for God no matter what, and we ought to be willing to. Look at uh, Mark chapter thirteen verse eleven. But when they shall lead you and deliver you up, take no thought beforehand what ye shall speak; neither do ye meditate. But whatsoever shall be given you in that hour, that speak ye. For listen to this: For it is not ye that speak, but the Holy Ghost. Folks, the divine helper is the Holy Ghost. God promise, uh, promises direct, divine help for those that are persecuted. Oh, friend, on April 17, 1521, the great reformer Martin Luther, not King, Martin Luther, stood before a Roman Catholic council to answer charges of heresy. They put him before the council. And Luther stood there that day and he spoke as a man directed by God. He said this, Unless I am convinced by proof from the scripture or my plain and clear reason and argument, I can and will not retract for it is neither safe nor wise to do anything against conscience here I stand I can do no more God help me amen and he, be, he began to enter into persecution John Huss died Tyndale died martyrs from the Anabaptists died at the hands of laymen and all uh, from corrupt popes and priests in the dark ages and it was very dark and it still is dark in many places But thank God I claim Hebrews 13, 5. He'll never leave you or forsake you. Amen. I claim Matthew 28, 20 for them. Uh, Lo, I'm with you even to the end of the world. Praise God. Just go out and tell people to get saved. Amen. Because he's with you. And then last but not least, I see the promise of the hatred, the reality of hatred. Look at verse 12. Now the brother shall betray brother to death, and father the son, and children shall rise up against their parents, and shall cause them to be put to death. And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, but, but he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Now, folks, I want you to see the reason for the hatred, his name's sake. You know, folks, God is worth standing for. And God's worth living for. And may I say this, and I don't say it flippantly, God's worth dying Folks, we need to realize that God hadn't called us to die for him yet, but God's called you to live for him. Folks, we ought to be an explicit testimony of the grace of God. The Bible predicted in John chapter 15 that they'd be hated of all men, for all the disciples. Folks, they were. According to historians, James was beheaded by King Herod. Peter crucified upside down in Rome, predicted in John 21. Andrew crucified on an olive tree. Thomas, thrust through with a pine spear, tormented with red-hot plates and burned alive. Philip, tortured and crucified. Matthew, beheaded. Nathaniel, skinned alive and then crucified. James the less, thrown down from the Temple Mount and then beaten to death with the clubs. Simon the Zealot crucified. Thaddeus, beaten to death with sticks. Matthias, stoned while hanging on a cross. John the beloved, thrown into boiling oil but he did not die, later exiled to the prison island of Patmos where he got the revelation. Amen. And Paul, beheaded in Rome. The Bible says, but ye shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved. That doesn't mean you're saved by your endurance. It proves that your endurance proves you're saved. First John 2, 19, it says, They went out from us, but they were not of us, for if they had been with us, they would have no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. Folks, persecution will intensify in these last days. I want to close with saying this. We need to be faithful. We need to be faithful. They were faithful. Why can't we be faithful? In the Roman emperor Nero, he took Christians. He coated them with wax set them on fire to light the, the garden parties in his palace. He literally put Christians on crucifix all around his party, doused them with wax and tar, set them on fire while they drank and partied. Believers were sewn inside the skins of animals and thrown to wild animals in Roman Colosseum to entertain the crowd, and satisfied their bloodthirstiness. Countless believers were burned alive at the stake, tortured to death, drowned, and mutilated because of their faith. Could it happen here? Yes, it could. But I want to tell you something. It happened then, and they stood for Christ, and that's why we can have open windows in our church. I want to close with these verses. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 5 through 9. Would you turn in the Bible? I know it's sometimes tedious to turn, but would you just turn in your Bibles? 1 Peter chapter 1. I want you to begin with verse 5 with me. It says, Who are kept by the power of God through faith and the salvation ready to be revealed in the last time? We're kept. We're kept by the power of God. As uh, Philip Cudd used to sing up here in front of the whole choir, or was it Stephen? might have been Stephen. I'm on the winning side choir backed him up. I'll never forget that little fellow singing that, little kid. Folks, I love that song because we are on the winning side. Look at verse 6. We're in, you greatly rejoice. Now listen. Now for a season, it be you're in heaviness through manifold temptation. What kind of temptation? That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold, that perish. Be tried with fire, might be found into praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Whom having not seen, ye love. Whom now that you've seen him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your soul. Folks, faithfulness under persecution purifies the church. You want to find out who's real? Have a persecuted church and you'll find out who's real. I thank God for Brother Tolson will be here Sunday week, 11th on Sunday. They're they're in a persecuted place called China. They're killing Christians for being Christians. They're shutting down buildings and they're shutting down uh, churches. Thank God he's raised up nine more families to go back with him. They got a team to take China for Christ. They need ten more. Thank God he's got little twin girls and he's got uh, several other little uh, children. And thank God they're going back uh, to a persecuted country, to a place of suffering. How many of you sign up for that duty tomorrow say amen? We want to make sure it's easy. We want to make sure it's convenient. And if the air condition goes down in the car, count me out of going soul winning. Thank God I'm staying at home. Sin and sinners will be driven from the membership role power of God will once again rest on the church house if, there, if there's Christians that stand. The church will lose her taste for worldliness and liberalism if persecution comes. and She will see her doctrine purified and we'll see the glory of God return upon the church. A lost world will see our devotion and many will be drawn in, to God and believe. The gospel will have more influence in the world if the church that preaches the gospel is holy. Pure, separated, and willing to sacrifice. What's this sermon all about? The sermon's a warning. In the last days, persecution's going to intensify. It's not going to get easier. But I'll tell you something. It'll be worth it. And sometimes it's worth getting hurt for. It's worth stepping out by faith it's worth taking this blessed book and sharing the gospel and getting the door slammed in your face cussed out sped upon beat up or whatever it's worth it because if one soul gets saved it's worth all the world in the last days there'll be much persecution but if the New Testament Christian can persevere we're one too we ought to persevere why? For the glory of God and the salvation of souls. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the message. I'm on a conviction preaching it, but that's right in the text. And I thank you for the warning. But I thank you, dear God, that when the warning took place and came to reality, there was a few men, and there were many Christians that gave up their home, gave up their family, gave up their lives. For the, for the gospel's sake. For the gospel must be published around the world. And Lord, thank you for that admonition. I believe that's to us tonight. We need to be willing to take up the cross. We need to be willing to count the cost. We need to be willing to get on the front lines of this warfare called Christianity and dig in in prayer, take a stand, Fight the enemy, but lift up the Savior. Lord, thank you. Thank you for the warning. And thank you for the persecuted church that's staying faithful all around the world. Many are having secret meetings right now. Many are in are risking and jeopardizing their life to worship you. And We didn't think a thing about it when we walked in this church. God, forgive us. And may we pray for the persecuted church. And if persecution happens to come to good old Dalton, Georgia, we're not liked and we're not popular by everybody. God help us to stand for you and come out as pure gold when they see your face instead of ours.